We're going to play CFL Deal or No Deal for our exclusive betting partner, BetRegal.ca. So this is what we do every week. Friday night, Canada's Game of the Week. Nathan Wark and the BC Lions visit the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Cody Fajardo. The Lions are favored by five on the road. Deal or No Deal? I'm taking the deal. Are you? You think the Lions roll in sass? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada. To steal a line from the peerless and ageless Rod Black. Welcome to the RP Show. Coming at you live from Rogers Place in Edmonton on the Game Plus Television Network. Two weeks for us coming to a close here on the RP Show, but it's the biggest day of all. It's semifinal Friday, Canada versus Czechia, 2 p.m. Mountain, followed by Sweden and Finland tonight. The winners go to the gold medal game on Saturday. It's a football Friday here. We've been talking a lot of CFL, some NFL. I'm going to get to all of your comments coming up uh, later on. This hour, Sarah Orleski, CFL on TSN, soon to be Winnipeg Jets solely, and six-year CFL veteran, former Calgary Stampeder D lineman, Michael Klassen is going to be with us. Lee Genier, our COO, is here, and he's co-hosting with me, but not off the top of hour two, as we're pleased to bring in from... The Manitoba capital, Sarah Orleski. And uh, I got to tell you, Sarah, biggest you were the biggest news in the NHL until Nazem Kadri. You're still the biggest news in the <laughs> CFL this week that you're moving to the Winnipeg Jets. How's the week been for you, Sarah, with the big news? Girl, uh, it's been absolutely overwhelming. And wouldn't you know, I'm not even in Winnipeg at the moment. I'm actually in Regina uh, for tonight's game Should've between known. the Lions and Riders. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that one. I cannot wait. Uh, for this rematch for it. But oh, this week, Rod, has just been um, incredibly overwhelming for it. I, I've sent through repeatedly to people apologizing for how long it's taken me to reply to um, to their messages to me. But it's just, it's been overwhelming. It's been so kind and supportive, and whether that be from um, colleagues, people in the industry, or fans. And as many fans, I mean, you mentioned, obviously, my connection uh, with CFL on TSN and so many CFL fans that have said that they're, well, they're very disappointed, leaving very happy and excited for me. So the response has been just beyond anything I could have imagined. Well, you can certainly put me in that group, but uh, I've, obviously I've been fan of yours for a long time. We go back a long ways as both score alum. And I watch all these games and uh, the CFL on TSN promoting 25 seasons of Friday night football. How many of those 25 have you been a part of? 14 for them. Mm. So, yeah, it's been, it has been, uh, it's been quite the run with them. And that was actually when I first came on at TSN in January of 2008. That was, um, that was why I was brought on was, I was, I mean, based in Toronto, but I was on to be the sideline reporter for Friday night football. And what a tremendous um, crew we had at the time with Chris Cuthbert and Glenn Suter. And, uh, it was just beyond anything that I could have imagined. And I mean, the people that we have working on the CFL broadcasts, it's not only the A plus broadcasters, but then also just A plus people that have a passion for the league. So it's been just, it's been one of the highlights of my career to have been a part of easily. Oh, absolutely. And just such a huge, like a cornerstone of it, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll sprinkle some of the viewers' comments in here. Andrew Stout watching says, Bonjour, Rod. Bonjour, Sarah. I wanted to wish Sarah all the best. You always showed empathy and leadership on the sidelines. I am a huge fan of yours. I only wish I got to meet you. Merci pour tout. 
Sarah, that's from Andrew. He's uh, Francais, as you know. I will say this, Sarah. You and I have had this discussion. I think your job as the sideline reporter, and trust me, I've done them all. I've done them all. As of you, I think. It's the hardest. It's the hardest. People might think it's easy. You made it look easy. It ain't easy being down there. Um, no, it isn't. Um, you know, and obviously there's, um, you know, people have different perceptions of sideline reporters, um, depending on the league, depending on the role. Uh, but I've obviously, um, felt that there's, that there is a, a lot of value to the role and, and what you can add, not only of being eyes down there, but, um, the opportunity to, especially with some of the interviews, whether it be, you know, not, not every interview, not every halftime interview or post-game interview, it's going to be one of those ones that um, are incredibly memorable. But every time <laughs> that you get one of those ones where you see the raw emotion um, and you get some incredible answers and some that are just so funny. I wish I could remember who it was just the other uh, couple of weeks ago that had had their, this season that, had, you know, it was their first touchdown. and. It was, um, I said, so who's going to get the, you know, who's going to get the ball for it? Like me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Kind of usually you're you waiting for, you know, it to be mom or something like that. And then reconsidered. And he was like, ah, well, he's like, I might give it to my mom for a week too, depending on if she makes me cookies. And you just, I mean, some That's are what he said, maybe two weeks, ones. right? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right. So I said, so I was I mean, watching. Some are super yeah. light, some are super lighthearted and some. I, I mean, I just recency biased last week, Brian Burnham talking after their huge win in Calgary and the emotion that he had um, over the win and his role in it and just what they were able to do. It just it's such a privilege to be able to um, to be able to have those moments with athletes and to be able to talk to them, the players beforehand and sometimes be able to convey some some pretty great stories. So, yeah, it's just it's. It's a role that I've absolutely loved and treasured. Well, and looking forward, and you'll be telling these CFL stories forever, obviously, because of your legacy. But looking forward to the Jets, I wasn't really surprised by the move because I was in Winnipeg last summer. And I know what not just the people of Winnipeg think of you, but I know what the Jets think of you. And it's in very Mm -hmm. high regard. So when I heard this, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really surprise me. But I don't really know what you're going to be doing. So what are you going to be doing with the Winnipeg Jets? So the official title is senior host um, and producer, and the role is going to continue to evolve and will continue to expand the sorts of content um, that I'm involved in and, and what we as a content team put out. But the emphasis for me, especially in the early goings, is going to be on providing uh, more access and better glimpses into um, getting to know the players for it. Something that um, I have always said that you know, and I mean, Rod, you know this. Anyone watching knows this. Fans want to know more about the players. More, even with every passing day, I feel like there's this insatiable appetite for people. Whatever team it is that you're following, they want to see behind the scenes. They want to get to know the players more. It isn't just about the X's and O's. And so this will give an opportunity to be able to delve into a little bit more about guys away from the ice so that um, fans are able to learn more about their favorite players. And then also um, we're going to revamp a post-game show and build out um, a post-game show for Jets fans to be able to have. Because right now, as soon as the games end, it goes to Sports Center, and there's, a, you know, you see the highlights and you see the recap, but 
there isn't really right after the game, there isn't that opportunity to um, follow a true post-game show. And that's what I'm going to host and help build out and produce for it. So hopefully it becomes something where fans, you know, as soon as that game is over, get into that habit of coming to the Jets channels to be able to uh, not only see the post-game scrums and availabilities, but get some analysis on the game. And as I said, kind of um, host, a, host a true post-game show is what I'm looking at. And then we'll just continue to build from there. Well, what's exciting about that is forging your own path, very similar to what we're doing. Nobody can tell us what to do because mm-hmm. nobody's done it. It's so exciting. <laughs> you know, when you say that about the players, I've loved being in Edmonton. We were with some oiler people the other night, and I said, well, Connor McDavid must not be able to leave his condo in this town. They're like, no, he takes his dog to the dog park, and, you know, he's a he's an Edmontonian. He, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. People would like to see that, and that's the kind of stuff with the Jets. You know, people just, they don't even know that they're human, right, Sarah? They just see them on TV, and they don't realize they're people. So that, that'll be fun, too, yeah. I would think. You must be looking forward to that. Very much so. That's what I love doing. I mean, whether it was with CFL or um, years covering the NHL for it, that there are so many different places, to, And everyone always talks talks about the X's and O's. But it's it is getting to know more about the players. And that's something that I feel that um, in the 11 years that the Jets have been in Winnipeg, that we don't have a great idea about these players beyond just what we see. And it's become even more challenging in recent years, obviously, because of COVID and not allowed, you weren't allowed in the room and that just the opportunity hasn't been there. And I think that there are a lot of great stories and some of these uh, players that, you know, some of their interests are really, you talk to them, um, on the side and you find out that they have some really intriguing interests or they have these wicked senses, sense of humor that you don't have the opportunity necessarily to have seen. So the hope is, is that um, we'll be able to extract that a little bit more from them. And, and so learn a little bit more about it and create, you know, even more of a connection between fans and the players. You know, these interviews with you are always so easy. It's because you're a broadcaster, and, and Rich in Edmonton here says, if A.J. Jakubek, the illustrious voice of the Red Blacks, calls Sarah one of the best in the business, then I believe it. Well, you can't take my word for it. I've often said to any young reporter, whether it be female or otherwise, but especially females, it's like, look at Sarah and do that. That would be the template of to have success is to follow her career. And I watch all the Jets games, too, because I live in the – Bermuda Triangle of the NHL, so we get all the games. And during COVID, Sarah, so when you lucky. were at your set, yeah, I very much, and I realized that. But you have those guys on like Poulin and Ferraro from their home, and you're at the rink, and the Jets are on the road, and calls are dropping out, and blah 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 blah, and you're tap dancing on the air. I'm like, that's a broadcaster because I've been there. Was that was that stressful? That that COVID that couldn't have been fun in your role. <laughs> No, I mean, the one thing that I will say is that it was what I what I did enjoy about it and appreciated was just that we were able to incorporate um, some of the terrific stable of analysts that TSN has. And it, I mean, it's a you mentioned Ray Ferraro and we would be uh, I mean, he's such a great storyteller. And so he's always fun to have on. But there was a commercial breaker in and this. Okay, well, we're having problems with Ray, and I'd try talking to Ray. He couldn't hear me. And so you're sitting there, and there's nobody in the arena other than us. And I'm starting to sweat because I'm thinking, oh, I don't know what 
what are we going to do right now with it? So there's certainly, there's some challenges as you can uh, certainly appreciate when doing um, interviews or doing uh, or having the conversations virtually. So it makes for a, a challenge sometimes, but I just think that it also was able to um, we were also able to incorporate or had to be more creative and incorporate people in other ways. So it was great, but there was certainly, there were some stressful moments of thinking if this, if this goes South and all of a sudden we don't hear Ray or we lose, you know, Pooley or Darren Drager or, or whoever, what exactly are we going to do? <laughs> so it, uh, like I said, it, it, it led to a few times where I'd be sitting there wanting to fan myself, go, just breathe, just breathe, Sarah, this is going to be okay. Uh, well, can I just say if there was one person out there watching, it was me knowing what you were going through and you pulled it off tremendously. And I'll just say, lastly, this, um, there, you know, there becomes a time you got to turn the page, right? Uh, go to the next chapter. That's where you're at. That's where I'm at. And I, I don't know if Britt Dort is going to be the next Sarah Orleski. Maybe you know more than me, but I've known that family. I know he played for the, her brother, Jeff played for the Notre Dame hounds and the Pats. And they're all so excited with Britt. She's paid her dues she's worked her way up and she's a great girl um if she does take over for you that's that's pretty exciting for her and you because she's she's a great kid she you know what i've had the opportunity um to get to know her a little bit she in shadowing me for a number of the games here and she's just she's so um, I mean, she's so nice. And that's always one of the things that strikes me, you know, kind of first and foremost with people that I think um, sometimes doesn't get appreciated enough is how important uh, it is to be, uh, well, I mean, to be kind and to treat everybody on your cruise really well. And, and she's, and she's certainly delightful like that and asked a ton of questions. And I know that whatever it is going forward, that certainly with um, her personality and her incredibly hard work, because it's never easy, the role that she does um, right now in her day job, um, that's never because you're doing everything. So the hard work is the hard work is certainly there. And I've just it's been so nice to be able to get to know her over this past, I guess, month and a half. Yep, uh, she's going to be great. But as I say, time marches on. Uh, lastly, BW, one of our viewers in Edmonton, says, I have more respect after hearing Sarah's story. All the best with Jets TV. And the cool thing is every BB will be able to watch uh, you through the Absolutely. Jets digital channel. So that's exciting, too. Sarah, enjoy the game tonight. It's going to be awesome. You know, Mosaics, there's nowhere better on a hot summer night under the lights. Big game tonight. Uh, good luck. I'll be watching. Thanks so much. Always appreciate the support, Rod. And yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, big game tonight. If people are if people are in the area watching and don't have their tickets yet and haven't seen Nathan Rourke play in person, uh, this is a game that you're not going to want to miss because this is this is going to be a West that continues to heat up with the Riders and the Lions. Can you please call him West Jet on the air tonight? That's my nickname for him, and nobody's picked up on it. <laughs> oh, so it? if you can slip that in, yeah, yeah that would be great. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Rod. Sarah Orleski from the CFL on TSN. We had Air Canada. That's taken. Brandon Bridge. So what else? Air Canada Rouge? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I like WestJet. I'll be on it tomorrow. I think it's just going to be you and me, uh, the viewers and me, in the next segment for the whole thing. 
So if you've got comments on all of this, fire them my way. Later on, Michael Klassen, CFL veteran uh, from Joey's Fish Shack, I believe, and more. We're live from Rogers Place in the World Junior Semifinal Friday on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio. Streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We are live at the World Juniors and just ahead of uh, Lee Genier popping in. He joined us early. His call is over. I still need to jump into a sports update, Lee, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. It's a rematch for Canada at the World Junior Hockey Championship here today in Edmonton. The undefeated Canadians will take on the Czechs in the semifinals, 2 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Eastern. The two sides met previously in the preliminary round with Canada winning 5-1. Today's other semifinal will see Finland against Sweden. The winners go to the gold medal game Saturday here at Rogers Place. Get your tickets at hockeycanada.ca. Nazem Kadri is the newest Calgary Flame in what's been a wild offseason for the team. Kadri, who won the Stanley Cup with Colorado last season, signed a seven-year, $49 million deal with the Flames on Thursday. And to make room for him, Calgary sent Sean Monaghan in a conditional 20-25 first-round pick to the Montreal Canadiens in order to create room for Kadri. The Blue Jays are set to take on the Yankees in New York in the second of a four-game series. Toronto won 9-2 Thursday, one night after a 6-1 victory over the Baltimore Orioles. Kevin Gosman will take the mound for the Blue Jays tonight. This sports update for the Queen's Plate, the 163rd running of the Queen's Plate taking place on Sunday at Woodbine, a day full of the best Canadian thoroughbred racing, great fashion, amazing food, and loads of fun. Get your tickets today at woodbine.com. And if you can't be there, bring the thrill of the track to your fingertips with Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets app. It's AI-powered in strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com, available for Android and Apple devices. So as I said, Lee is here. We've covered all football for the last hour and 20 minutes, really. Yeah. Yeah, and Sarah Lesky was just with us. Dave Campbell in hour one. Michael Klassen coming up. I'm here to tell our viewers whatever you want to talk about the rest of the way. Let's do it. And you too. Yeah. You too. Our last day here at Rogers Place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to talk about an Antonio Brown calling out uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, please, please do. And and by the way, just from some of our viewers here, um, Phyllis in Winnipeg says, I love Sarah's coverage of the CFL and the Jets. She's the best. From Jeff the Stamps fan, he says, hit him again, ye men of Calgary. Go Stamps. Stamps at Argos on Saturday. Lee's picking a Stan Peters victory. That's good enough for me. I saw my buddy Bo Levi get off the plane wearing a ninth. Did you see his what he's wearing? A number 19 Colts jersey. Paying homage to Johnny Unitas, uh, Bo Levi. But from looks like we're not going to have time to get Bo on today. So that's oh, too bad for no. Bo. We'll get yeah. him on at some point. We'll get him on at yeah. That looks like we're not going to have time for Bo Levi Mitchell. So maybe hopefully next week. Um, and yeah, so with what Antonio Brown said, and I'm going to go back to some comments from Don, our Navy friend, and Jim regarding our football coverage on Fridays. I'll get to that. But what did AB say? Because I saw an anchor on Sports Center's allude to his comments, but I didn't really hear what he said. Yeah, I think it was, he was just calling out Tom Brady for basically taking off uh, training camp, right? And, um, you know, 
here's uh, um, Antonio Brown calling out Tom Brady. I'm not quite sure why, but you're making it public. And uh, you know what is, I know there's been some mystery why Tom took this off for personal reasons. I'm not sure this other than just say, hey, I'm focusing on my family. And I know he, he posted some pictures of his wife and his family. But, uh, you know, it, it, Antonio calling him out, that was pretty interesting. Well, I got thoughts on that. I got thoughts on yeah, everything. I, I want mean, to hear I, it. I, I, well, I didn't even need to hear what the specific quote was, but I've been following the Antonio Brown story very closely from since the Pittsburgh days, and I'm a Tom Brady fan. So Tom Brady was instrumental in getting Antonio Brown in Tampa Bay in the first place. You know the story. Yeah, yeah. And they went and won a Super Bowl together. Nobody would touch Antonio Brown. Nobody. But until Tom Brady went to Bruce Arians and said, uh, bring him in. I think we could win a Super Bowl with this guy. And then they do. The guy has a career year that season, and then he gets kicked. You know, to be honest with you, when I saw that Antonio Brown was talking to the media, I thought he was going to say he regretted the incident last year in New York where he got kicked off the field in the middle of the game by his own coach. I don't think that had ever happened before. I'd never seen anything like it. It was a complete mental breakdown. And, yeah, it, and, was, it was. And I got, listen, I got a lot of compassion for the mental health field. How sure. often do we talk about me being a certified recovery coach and addiction recovery and mental health issues? I got a lot of time for that field. Here's the second life lesson. You had one last hour. Here's another one. Having mental illness is not a license to be an asshole. Antonio Brown needs to grow up. And the, the one thing is, leopards don't really change their spots. So I guess we should never expect anything different from Antonio Brown. And that does not fly against mental health recovery. That is, he's not getting better. He's been given every single opportunity to get his act together. And now he's bitten the hand really that feeds him. Yeah, yeah, not he, good. That that he put the knife in the back of the guy that brought him there. But yeah, you know, you there know you what? go. And um, you know, as Brady's got Brady has Julio <clears throat> Julio Jones there now. So uh, maybe you know it's just Antonio again going through some issues. And I just I was disappointed in him calling him out. Well, but hey. listen, there are <laughs> there's reasons why guys like Antonio Brown and Evander Kane. It's a long list. Seem to always have a job. It's because they're good at what they do. Absolutely. You know, and at sure. some point, Antonio Brown's going to run out of chances. I don't know that he's ever going to run out of money. But um, I guess when I saw that he had said something about Tom Brady, I was just disappointed because Tom has been through enough and he doesn't need this from Antonio Brown. By the way, <laughs> from our viewers, I was talking about last hour and you were with me that Fridays will always, always be for football. And I know that a lot of these guys are still with us watching right now. Don, our Navy friend, says, can you please toss in some U sports if you can? And if you want to, it'd be nice if they could get some love. And then Jim Vancha, viewer, says, good idea, Don. Maybe a little info on junior football once it started on Football Fridays. These are longtime supporters of ours, and they are good guys. But guys, look at the stadiums. I'm at a, they're empty. I'm at the point in my life where I'm not going to be the PR marketing firm for anybody. And we, ha we have the National Football League by, what should I say, by virtue of our visit to Super Bowl last year in LA, saying, 
Come on in, Rod. Come on in. They were doing it at Super Bowl. And now NFL kickoff is in a couple of weeks, and the NFL is saying, let's do it. What are we going to do? Let's do an NFL kickoff. Let's do some live shows. Let's get some guys on your show. And meantime, from the university and junior football ranks, it's crickets. What would you do? And when I talk about limiting Fridays now for football talk, it's because our hockey shows are the highest rated. These World Junior shows all week were the highest viewed. We've had all summer. So I I appreciate it, but those leagues have to help themselves, and they're not. We're not a community TV. (laughs) We're not a a local cable show. We're not PBS. Um, From Nelson. And we're gonna have to, we're gonna switch topics here. Um, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in. He says some good Dressler, Coach Ken, and McCullough stories as they go into the Plaza tonight. See, I thought they went into the Plaza last night. I don't know. I didn't even know it was Plaza of Honor weekend. I didn't know. Um, so I thought they went in last night. I'm sure there was a ceremony last night, and then tonight is the official at the game. I don't know. That's the last chapter of my life. And that's why I look at Sarah moving on to the Jets, and uh, she'll probably be dealing with all... She'll be CFL on TSN Friday Night Football forever, but she's actually not past September. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So... Rearview mirror. Uh, well, we, when it was announced that the Rough Riders were putting in uh, Mike McCullough and uh, Weston Dressler and Ken Miller, we, we shared those stories then. But... Uh, I'm moving on. Wayne in BC writes in and says, you're right, Rod. AB is unfortunately an arsehole. It's a sad state of affairs. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) From Arlen Bruce III, he said, did you hear of the massive TV deal with the Big Ten in college football? Huge. He writes in all caps, billions. Um, Nelson. Goes on to say, and Nelson's a longtime friend of mine and, and close friend right now. He says, you got to go where the bread is buttered. Don't try to butter someone else's bread. I said, well, I'm not going to be the PR arm of teams and leagues. We're going to do what's best for us. I, we were just talking about it before the show. I said, the NFL, I said to you, is the NFL the biggest league on the globe? And you said... Yeah, I mean, in, in North America, well, I'm going to say in the world, yeah. I mean, obviously, you've got soccer in Europe, uh, UEFA League, but really the NFL is the uh, preeminent league in the world. Well, and by the way, to get real serious about things, and I see a lot of people are here because it is Football Friday, who was it that said this week, I think it was here at one of the hockey games, because we like, we're still CFL fans. Somebody said, why doesn't the CFL be like soccer and sell their players to the NFL. Yeah. Who brought that up? You know, I, I, it came up, I think, in the suite the other night. Yeah. And, you know, why didn't, we said, yeah, why doesn't it happen? Um, you know, one of the, the teams, the league could use the money, and they could even use it in a, in a revenue share for sure. Well, and by the way, um, we spent all of our one previewing not only tonight's games in the CFL, but Saturdays as well. So now here, I want to talk about what I want to talk about. And uh, it is that, because the CFL would benefit from a, uh, when you turn your phone off and then back on, 
That's what I think the CFL would benefit from. And they had a chance in COVID to really reset. And for their own reasons, they wanted to come back exactly the same as they were before. And that's also fine. It's their league. I just don't agree with the future of it. So yesterday I had lunch with a guy uh, that I think you met. He's a radio guy from here in town. We went to a place called Trey Carnales. Oh, mucho bueno. Amazing. And he said, I didn't agree with the XFL talks. And I think, you know, it's my CFL and it doesn't need to change. He goes, what did you think about that? And I, I Googled a photo of The Rock and I said, yeah, why would they want to partner with this loser? My old Bingo. coworker. Uh, by the way, from our viewers, three consecutive good comments in here from Jeff the Stamps fan. Will we ever again have two consecutive sunrises, which in between the riders don't get fined? Just passing it along. From Nelson, he says the English Premier League is the biggest league in terms of eyeballs. NFL is the richest and biggest media machine. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. And Don, regarding our coverage, says, totally understand. It's sad our nation does not support its own. Right. And what's the definition of insanity, Don? Banging your head against the wall and expecting a different result. I've accepted it. We're moving on. Uh, so I think the, ex- the CFL could never go. If, if they had had this chance to refresh and they could sell their best players to the NFL, could you imagine what a bonanza that would be for the Canadian Football League? Yeah, absolutely. Be, you know, like I say, Nathan Rourke would be on the, on the trading block. Um, Bo Levi Mitchell. Zach Kolaris. They'd be on the auction block. Auction block. Not the trading block. The auction block. That's what I'm here for. You know, and um, yeah, you know what other leagues are doing, and they're, that's the way they're subsiding. Even the CPL... Brand new league, I'm going to say four years, they're selling players. They're making money. Right. Right. But I don't think the CFL could even do it if they wanted to by virtue of league bylaws, the collective bargaining agreement. You'd like to think the players would go for it, but I never know where they're coming from because they're just kids and they don't know what they're doing. So again, if there was ever a league that could benefit from a reset, it would be the CFL. But they don't want to do it. And Casey Jones in the chat says, Rod, those were very great points about teams and leagues needing to promote themselves. Well, thank you, because at some point you'll realize I've been around the block a few times, as has this guy. And, uh, but they're not hearing it. So we'll do us and they'll do them. I'm very much looking forward to our next interview, by the way. CFL veteran, highly successful entrepreneur, Mike Klassen. That's next. It is a football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio, streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's the RP Show. We're live from Rogers Place on semi-final Friday, 2 p.m. Mountain. It's Canada versus Czechia. And then 6 p.m. Mountain, it is Sweden versus Finland with a shot, a trip to the gold medal final Saturday on the line. We're brought to you in part by Ballers Rec Room, your official home of slow pitch. Open Wednesday to Sunday and for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store, where you'll never need to ask to have the CFL game put on. And for Red Bull Canada, 
Red Bull gives you wings. Lee Genier with us, the COO of the RP Show. we got a very special guest coming up. And I, let's bring him in now, if you don't mind. Mike Klassen played for C, uh, three CFL teams. He's an original Calgarian. And the man, he'll humbly probably argue this, but I'll say behind Joey's Fish Shack, joins us today to talk a little CFL football. How you doing, Mike? How's, how's your Friday going? It's it's been going great, you know. Excited to get, jump off the call with you guys, so maybe I can uh, dip out early. So you know, nice warm Friday. So. <laughs> oh, is it beautiful out here? But it is nice to be in the coldest rink in the, on the planet right now. I said to to uh, Lee, "What's the best question to open up with with Mike?" And he said, "Well, here's one. You played for three teams: Stamps, Al's, and Ottawa. Who is the one you cheer for the most or follow the most? Who do you identify with?" The most, Mike. You know, you'd think it would be the home team, Calgary Stampeders, but unfortunately, uh, my time there uh, was short-lived. So I'll uh, I'll have to say Ottawa Red Blacks on this one, just because that's where I ended up, and I think had the most amount of fun and got to play and contribute in a great cup, which is fun. Unfortunately, we lost, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Ottawa. Okay, well, I should I should go through your resume here for the folks. Six five two seventy five. Mike's a Calgary product. And played at the U of C, drafted 2013 by Montreal, played 2013 to 2016 there with the Owls, 2017 with the Stamps, and then, yeah, 2018, 2019 with the Red Blacks. So before I get into the current state of them, why do all my football buddies say Ottawa is the greatest city to play in? What, what can you say on national television to answer that question? You know what? I think it's more the fans than anything. The fans have just really adapted uh, the Red Blacks as their team. As you may or may not know, the Senators, they kind of play out outside of town. So uh, the Red Blacks, it's the best party in town nine, nine, uh, nine days of summer. So I think that's why, you know, they get a nice young crowd. They've re- really uh, rallied around the party scene there with uh, Lansdowne. Again, I don't know if you've been there, but, you know, there's bars and restaurants literally attached to the stadium, and it's a good time. Well, hey, 20 seasons, uh, voice of the Rough Riders here. I've called many of your games, and we often say, top three atmospheres in the CFL, Sask, Winnipeg, Ottawa, throw them in the air and see where they come down. They're all, put them in a hat, right? And Lee's sitting here nodding his head. He's got some things to contribute. But now that we've got your background and introduced you to the viewers, reintroduced you to the viewers, what is your take then on the current state of the Red Blacks? Is there what one and seven going into tonight's game against Edmonton? You know, I think it's growing pains, but um, at least for them, they've been in every single game. You know, I don't, I don't think any single game has been a blowout. It's just been, you know, when football games are live, it's do or die, right? It's not like hockey when you play the same team. You know, how many times in a year? Um, each game, you either win or you lose, and unfortunately. The Ottawa Red Blacks have been on the losing side of most of those games, even though they were close. I think they still have to figure out their stride as far as, you know, the big reconfiguration a few years ago when I was still there in 19, when they literally got rid of the whole offense. And that's not conducive to success in in any sports league. So they're figuring things out. You know, I went through the same thing in Montreal after Calvillo got hurt in 13. And uh, let's just hope for the hope. you know, they have a successful last half of the season. Yeah, right on, Michael. Um, you know, question, as you know, obviously you parlayed your football career into uh, some bobsledding as well. Tell us about your bobsledding career and uh, how exciting was that, you know, and getting to work with the, you know, the Jesse Lumsons of the world. And tell us a little bit about that. 
Um, to be honest, there wasn't much of a bobsled career. It was around the same time that I was uh, training for the CFL draft that I kind of went out to a couple ID camps and I did get invited to spend some time with the national team. And I did train with Jesse Lumston and Chris Spring and uh, LaSellis Brown and those guys um, at the beautiful facility they built in Calgary. But uh, other than that, I'll be honest, I've never been down on a bobsled. So it was very short lived. If you want to call it a career, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, how about that? Nah, I, yeah, I don't agree with it. I don't agree because that's like a guy spending a year on the NFL practice roster. It still goes on as Wikipedia as being in the NFL, even though he never played a game. So uh, that's my take on that, Mike. And uh, by the way, you can look Mike up, Michael Klassen on Wikipedia for that uh, very thing and look at his CFL career. But it's your business career that I want to ask you about next. And Lee's been filling me in a little bit on it. And when we did talk in Calgary, you guys talked about Joey's, which has undergone a brand change. Joey's Fish Shack now. Very exciting things. Everybody knows it. Tell us about your involvement with it, please. I mean, uh, just grew up in it, right? So my dad is Joe himself. And uh, as loyal Canadians and growing up in Regina and calling games in Ottawa, you're probably familiar with Joey's Seafood Restaurants, you know, best fish and chips. So my dad got his start at the young age of 21 years old, opened a small shop just on 17th Ave downtown Calgary and, you know, had his growing pains, but uh, blew up the brand in the in the 90s and opened nine stores before he decided to franchise. In 2001, he opened his 100th location. But as many Canadians know, and especially, you know, the young crowd such as myself, you know, Joey's needed some work and... Uh, it's kind of been on a bit of a downward spiral the last few years. So uh, we use COVID to, to, to rebrand, you know, new menu, new look, smaller spaces. So our franchise partners, you know, have a smaller footprint to, to pay rent on utilities, all that good stuff. But another exciting thing we have is a new brand called streets restaurants. And we're actually about to open our 19th location. And that's kind of my focus. And one thing that I've helped, um, head up over these last three years since, uh, since my retirement. Well, um, well, for one, Joey's only, I know the, the uh, jingle. Ron Gladys sponsored my show for many years. He owns the Regina Joey's <laughs> Only Seafood uh, Restaurant. So I was just driving by Joey's Fish Shack the other day here in Edmonton. I'm like, that's got to be the same place because the logo looks very similar. But with streets, I was there in Calgary, had uh, some of the best poutine I've ever had in my life. So how how you guys own streets entirely? That's a heck of a menu yes. you got there. Yes, we are the franchisor as well. And, you know, with a name like streets, we didn't really want to corner ourselves into one specific niche, right? So we kind of take that street food approach. I mean, tacos are definitely our specialty. We we say we brag about having the best fish taco in Canada or in the world, really. I mean, come prove me otherwise. Um so we, we focus on the tacos. we got the burritos, the bowls. We also do poutines, Canadian classic. And, uh, and then we still got Joe's famous fish and chips on the, on the menu as well. Well, so, uh, yes, I'm very familiar with the brand. And the uh, viewers are chiming in clearly. From BW in Edmonton says, love Joey's. From Jeff the Stams fan, Mm-mm. love me some Joey's only. Not to be confused with the other Joey's. Let me last ask you this, Michael. What did you learn from your football career that you were able to parlay into your business career? There, there's had to be some parallels. Honestly, uh, well, you could go the teamwork, right? Obviously, growing and building a franchise with uh, right now we're taking 
um, taking care of around 62 locations. You know, there's a lot of coordination, a lot of moving pieces at all times, especially now that we're back in a growing phase when we're opening new restaurants. So just being part of a team, obviously hard work. There's a lot of time that goes into these things. I always compare store openings to training camp um, just because, you know, it's about a two-week grind. You're, you're there 16 hours a day. The only thing you don't leave is with is a beat-up body. So I always compare that grind to the training camp side of things. And I have a lot of fun doing it. You know, we, we're in these small towns or wherever we may be opening. It is a grind. You know, you're teaching, you're learning, you're on your feet all day. And uh, at the end of the day, like, you're pretty excited to put your head to the pillow. Um, that combined with just, I think what's helped me a lot in my career, um, helping my dad up is with the contacts I've made through football as well. You know, as a lot of people say, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, and I've had a lot of football buddies that have helped me. Um, I opened one of my own stores as well, the downtown streets location. And I actually have a couple of my football buddies that have, um, helped fund the thing. They, they're investors, part owners. You nailed it. The teamwork, friendship, and uh, hey, it's all fun as hell, um, as you know. Michael, this has been awesome. Congratulations on your success. Thanks for your support of this show, and uh, enjoy the football this weekend. Thanks a lot, Rod, and uh, nice meeting you. And you guys have fun up there in Edmonton, the coldest rink in arena, as you said. <laughs> We're going to need some Joey's, man, uh, after this. Thanks, Michael. Have a Thank great you. weekend. Michael Klassen from... <laughs> Uh, Joey's Fish Shack and Streets. We're going to take a time out and be back for one final segment. Viewer takeover here from Rogers Place on Semifinal Friday. Whatever you want to talk about. Actually, we have some big CFL news to pass along. It just came across the wire. We'll talk about that when we return for overtime on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the uh, final segment. It's our final of two weeks here. Oh, man, has it gone fast. Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the World Junior Hockey Championship. It's doubleheader Friday here today. Lee, my man, is with me. You're you're stoked, man. You can you can't sit still. Yeah, What's got I you mean, so excited? Yes, yeah, great. You know what? Canada's playing in a couple of hours, so we're going to be sitting up there watching the game. Um, we're going to be watching some games tomorrow. We're going to be watching Woodbine and the the Queen's Plate on Sunday. Man, what a great week! Uh, I can't stress enough. For you Canadians, uh, it is on C- on TSN and CTV, the 163rd running of the Queen's Plate. So I would assume by now all of our viewers and friends and fans have downloaded the Dark Horse app. I know you have. I've had mm-hmm. it. I was so pleasantly surprised to open up the app and see I had $44 left in it from the last time I wagered. So I don't know that you and I can both go a dance dancing in denial. That's your horse, right? That's you a 30 dance. to 1, man. 30 to 1. It's not bad. Uh, when we had Robert Geller on yesterday, the track announcer and analyst, uh, he did not say dancing in denial would have been his dark horse. So you can have that one. I yeah, got to pick I, another one. I like to go with the underdog. I think 
Well, pays the most, right? Yeah. Um, but you're not going with the underdogs today on semifinal Friday. And I will say this. Get your uh, tushies in here, Alberta. And actually, we're seeing people from all across Western Canada showing up because they're, well, they're introducing themselves. What happened out here on the street this morning? You said people thought you were me. Yeah. Somebody came up and go, are you Rod Peterson? And I didn't know how to take that. <laughs> how about that? You're going to have to figure out a way yeah, to answer that. Uh, yeah, but they're showing up, and I think they'll be 2 o'clock on a Friday. Works wonderfully for me. So I don't have any problem at all with Canada playing today at 2 p.m. Mountain up against Czechia. I know some people are upset about it. Um, but the gold medal is in prime time on Saturday. By the way, um, for the viewers, because this is viewer takeover, he, from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says the games, Jay's game's not televised here tonight. It's on Apple TV. And I see that everybody's informing Chris, whoops, about Apple TV. And to be honest, I have it, but I don't really use it. Um, how do you feel about that? You got the Queen's Plate going on CTV, over the air network, and TSN. They can't do it for the CFL for some reason or a Grey Cup, but they can do it for a horse race. And then you got Apple TV with the Blue Jays, which has a lot of people very upset. Yeah, and I mean, they're just expanding their footprint um, into Apple TV. So, I mean, good on them because they're probably picking up a whole bunch of new fans as well, right? So that's what it's about is growing your audience and your younger demographic, which is uh, kind of symbiotic with the Apple platform. Well, and that's, I stay in my lane. For years and years and years and years and years in this business, I was told to stay in my lane. And I finally stay in my lane, and I just sit here and talk. I don't get into what channels, and that's your thing, right, as the COO of this company. But I had some people that, uh, that I knew that were very upset. I wasn't that happy. I came home on Wednesday night. I was with you, all primed to watch the USA-Czechia game. Didn't have it because I only had TSN 1, 2, and 3 in my room at the River Creek Casino, and uh, it was on 4 and 5, and it's like, how do you explain that? Yeah, well, I mean, that's... How would you explain that? Well, TSN's got all sorts of programming, you know, and it's not that easy just to flip-flop as everybody thinks it is when they have an event. So, you know, that's where you go to the streaming platforms, and again, they're able to um, really pick up. When, when, when you're on your streaming services, is really dial into your demos. Um, and like I say, generally the younger demographic has... You know, is you got a lot of cable cutters out there, and that's why maybe TV numbers have dropped for certain sports. But again, those numbers are getting picked up on the digital platforms. And good on them. I'll sit here and do what I do, and uh, pretty sure that Connor Bedard's not worried what TSN channels he's on. I got my job to do. They got their job to do. You got your job to do. TSN's got their job to do. Ryan in uh, New York. Says, good day, Rod and Lee. Have a great weekend. Just curious, do you have time for Bo Levi Mitchell today? Uh, No, we're running out of time. We don't have time for Bo Levi Mitchell today. Uh, Sorry, Bo. Maybe next week. Uh, Jeff, the Stams fan, has written in, and he says, word out of Calgary is that Bo Levi is at a Toronto-area hotel on hold waiting to get on the RP show. That is fake news. Break new, breaking news. This is not fake news. Ticats Delta big blow. Thank you, Nelson Hakowicz, for informing us. Simone Lawrence and Siante Evans have been placed on the six-game injured list. 
And I guess that's going into Saturday's game at Montreal. So if you've placed well, your bets, you might want to rethink. You had Hamilton winning. In- I did. Does that change? That could change things. Last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute of play. Now, here's my cousin Christine in medicine hat saying I might have to get Apple TV now. See, that's the plan. That's the plan. That's why they do it. Nick. Uh, oh, we're all over the place. Rich in Edmonton says, I'm two blocks away from Rogers Center at work, or Rogers Place. No way I can make it at that time for a 2 p.m. start. Well, you can probably watch on streaming, though. All right, Lee, great job. Thank you to Hockey hey. Canada. Thank you to the World Junior Hockey Championships for having us here. It's been a blast for two weeks, and the fun really begins now. We'll see you Monday, uh, noon Eastern, here on the RP Show. As we bid Alberta adieu and goodbye, thanks for a great summer, Alberta. We'll see you all Monday, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus TV. I had this day! 